This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Go to GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Friday, February 18th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Nissan plans to expand its EV manufacturing footprint in the U.S. We'll have more on its next steps toward electrification a little later in the program. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. With inventory in such short supply, the last thing anyone wants to see is more vehicles being taken out of the market. But that's exactly what is happening to the VW Group, a huge auto transport ship that regularly delivers Porsches, Audis, Bentleys, and VWs from Europe to the U.S., is on fire and adrift in the Atlantic Ocean. According to an internal Volkswagen Group email obtained by Bloomberg, nearly 4,000 U.S.-bound vehicles are aboard. The ship is more than a 1,000 miles off the coast of Portugal, and its crew of 22 has been safely evacuated. Among the vehicles confirmed on board are about 1,100 Porsches and 189 Bentleys. Ouch. Audi also confirmed some of its vehicles were aboard the ship. Like I said at the top, vehicle scarcity is a major issue up and down the value chain, especially for retailers. Biggest auto dealership group in the U.S. is no exception. AutoNation says its new vehicle business has suffered due to a lack of inventory. However, used vehicle sales are driving surging profits at the company. Used vehicle revenue jumped 55% in the fourth quarter. AutoNation says fourth quarter net income more than doubled to $387 million. AutoNation reported just a nine-day supply, though, of new vehicles on December 31st. CEO Mike Manley, formerly of Fiat Chrysler, also said the company is aggressively exploring the addition of a captive finance arm. That's a story we'll be following, I'm sure. In other news, Subaru topped Consumer Reports' annual ranking of automotive brands based on performance, safety, and reliability. Mazda, which won the honor a year ago, fell to second. BMW came in third. Six of the top 10 brands this year were Japanese. The highest-ranking U.S. mark was Buick which finished 11th. The biggest drop this year was from Tesla, which fell seven spots to 23rd. Consumer Reports cited the, quote, difficult-to-use steering wheel in the Model S and Model X for the drop. Other Tesla items of note, Tesla and CEO Elon Musk accused the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission of improperly targeting them. In a letter to a U.S. District Court judge, Tesla says the SEC has pursued a, quote, unrelenting investigation to punish Musk for being an outspoken critic of the government. In 2018, Musk agreed to obtain advance approval of certain tweets in a settlement with the SEC. That was after claiming he had funding secured to take the company private. Separately, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has opened an investigation this week into complaints of phantom braking in newer Tesla models with the Autopilot Driver Assist System More than 400,000 21 and 22 Teslas are covered by the probe. And that's the news you need to know. Nissan was a pioneer in electric vehicles when it introduced its LEAF model. Now it's trailing rivals and eager to catch up. We'll take a look under the hood after this. 
Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in. It helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk in the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Nissan started making the Leaf electric car almost a decade ago in Smyrna, Tennessee. Now it plans to add two more electric cars to the U.S. production lineup, but it's going to make them at its assembly plant in Canton, Mississippi. Our Urbach Karkaria went to Canton to cover the announcement and to interview Chief Operating Officer Ashwani Gupta. I reached Urbach at the airport in nearby Jackson. Urbach, welcome back to Daily Drive. Hey, good afternoon, Jamie. Greetings from Jackson, Mississippi. So let's start with the EVs that Nissan is planning to make. No details, really, except that one will be a Nissan and one an Infiniti. But you said they have sedan silhouettes. I mean, really? What's up with that? Yes, it's an interesting choice. So Nissan announced that they will bring two electric vehicles to the United States starting in 2025. Uh, one Infiniti nameplate and one Nissan nameplate. And from the videos and the images that they've teased on, the, on these vehicles, uh, they look like uh, sporty sedans, Model Y, I'm sorry, Model X kind of vehicles. Um, I'm sorry, not Model X. Model 3-ish? Model 3, yes, it's been a long yeah. day. Model 3, Model 3 uh, vehicles uh, with hatchbacks. And uh, I spoke with uh, Nissan COO Ashwini Gupta this afternoon, and uh, he was tight-lipped on details, but he said that both models will share the same platform, uh, but we're not sort of going to uh, uh, product details. Uh, it's kind of interesting that uh, Nissan is bringing sort of the sedan body type even as far out as 2025. Uh, dealers I spoke with, sort of scratched their heads and said, this makes no sense. Nissan's most critical market is starving for SUVs. So why is Nissan you know, spending their, R their limited R&D dollars uh, on, on the sedan body type? Um, so, you know, they're not quite sure what uh, uh, Nissan's thinking. Yeah, well, of course we know their first new EV will be the Aria and that's more of a crossover. So maybe they feel like that will have that covered and of course, Nissan has to cling to the idea that future generations are going to long for sedans uh, because uh, their, their parents and grandparents drove 
uh, SUVs and minivans. And so they're going to want to go back to sedans. So uh, it'll be interesting. Time will tell. That's an interesting thesis. You, it's an interesting thesis. Yeah. It is. So uh, you mentioned, you know, that this is uh, about the limited investment dollars they have. How does this fit into Nissan's global investment plan, you know, relative yeah, to the transformation? Right, right. So Nissan has said that by 2030, uh, they plan to invest about $18 billion in electrification. Now, that includes EVs as well as, uh, you know, hybrids or e-power vehicles in their parlance. And uh, so in the U.S., they expect, uh, you know, 40% of uh, sales to be electric vehicles. Uh, they're bringing uh, 15 new EV models by, by 2030 globally. Uh, and, and this investment is far more modest. Uh, Nissan will spend $500 million in uh, sort of retrofitting uh, an assembly line, the third assembly line, which used to make bands. Uh, they will uh, invest that uh, in, in uh, sort of bringing... The, the production of these two sedans uh, to uh, Canton. I asked uh, Ashwini Gupta if Nissan was, uh, would need to uh, bring additional uh, battery plants or production facilities to meet its 40% goal of EV sales. And uh, he was kind of hesitant to talk long-term, but he said at this point, uh, between Smyrna and Canton, there are two automotive plants in the US, they have enough capacity. Uh, he sees that this, this 40% uh, EV number, he says is not going to be net new sales, obviously. Uh, much of that would be sort of a, um, uh, a shift from uh, ICE uh, vehicles to electric vehicles. You mentioned the Smyrna, Tennessee plant, which is a huge facility and it already makes the electric leaf. Uh, right. Why would Nissan put these EVs in Canton instead of in Smyrna? Interesting uh, question. Uh, simply put, they have the space, they have the capacity there. Uh, right now in Canton, Nissan makes uh, the pickups, uh, the Frontier midsize pickup and the Titan large pickup. Uh, the Titan, as we all know, is not a large volume vehicle at all. Uh, Nissan also makes the Altima in, uh, in Canton. Uh, last year, uh, Nissan stopped building its commercial cargo vans. Uh, it got out of the commercial business. And so that created another opening uh, for, from a capacity standpoint uh, for the Canton facility. Um, also, also Ashwini said, Ashwini Gupta said that uh, the Canton plant, uh, basically from a cost and performance perspective, uh, it's doing really well. But again, sort of didn't go into details or didn't quantify what that means. Ravash Kakaria, thank you for joining me. Get home safely, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for the time. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on EV manufacturing and anything else happening in the auto industry any time of day at autonews.com. This show will be off on Monday for the President's Day holiday. I hope you'll all be back on Tuesday. Thanks to Jack Hallauer for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening. Have a good weekend, a longer one for some of us, until we all get back to work. <laughs>